hey, want to join my besties book club? Oh my God, I would love to. Hey, how's it going? Hi, welcome back, everyone. This is so Welcome back to the podcast. How are you feeling we since we put out our first episode? Overwhelmed, but like in a good way. <laughs> um, I can't believe people have listened to it. I think that's absolutely insane. But I'm excited and I just was really excited to get back to recording after we did that. I agree. It's mostly I think our friends and family listening and us just sending them the podcast link and asking them to listen, but I'm still happy that they're listening. And at least from them, they seem positive, although I'm not sure that they would say if they Otherwise. Did. <laughs> um, hey, that's okay. I Very okay. What are you drinking tonight? A cranberry fizz poppy for their little holiday collection. What about you? Are those good? I love poppies. Mm. My favorite is the ginger lime. It's like the green can, but not the watermelon green, like the lemon green. Mm-hmm. I think it tastes like a Sprite, mm. um, but it's really good for you. Like it has pre or probiotics in it, you know, all that science stuff that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, you yeah. Know. I tried the Olipop and I think they're mm-hmm. the ones that do the mock of normal pops and yeah everyone I've tried has been disgusting I hate all of them and I keep trying it I'm like why do people like these so much it must just be me but no did you try the lemon lime flavor no okay I really like that one I want a Dr. Pepper I'm just gonna have a Dr. Pepper oh girly I mean I get a Coca-Cola like at least daily I don't drink coffee so it's like my caffeine, it evens out, but that's crazy. That I'm drink coffee. That's crazy. Not a coffee gal. I am a beverage girl though. Like have to have beverages at all times. And sometimes you just get sick of water. So I like poppies. I only like the lemon lime, olipop. And I have like a ton of LaCroix. I love LaCroix or love Waterloo. Like I'll do any brand. I'm not like specific but I'm particular on flavors I love seltzer sparkling water whatever you want to call it I like the I think it's called polar ice mm-hmm. polar ice I don't know yeah. but that brand to me is the best like the level of carbonation and the size of the bubble it's just perfect but I also really like a San Pellegrino <laughs> so <laughs> plain um and I kind of wish I had some tonight for my drink because I'm having cherry juice um so good a sleepy tide mocktail yeah and I wish that it had a little bit of fizz like it's not very exciting it does taste mm-hmm. good. I like the flavor but it just could use a little extra oomph. um so I, I I do wish I had a little bit of seltzer but I didn't have the foresight at the grocery store today to buy seltzer for this drink so that's okay we are uncarbonated tonight uncarbonated non-carbonated I don't know um, well, I'm glad that you're doing well and having a good weekend. I went to a solid core class today. 
I genuinely thought I was in a vomit the whole time. Um, and I probably would have felt better if I did, but I didn't. And I made it through it. <laughs> and I'm on the other side to tell you that you can do hard things. You can do hard That's things. Sarah told me this week. Can you confirm the solid core tattoo theory that I... <laughs> if you get a solid core tattoo, you get like a lifetime membership? I have no idea. I don't have a solid core tattoo or any tattoos for that matter um I would not even consider I that's just not worth it to me but I am desperate to know if that is the truth so um I guess I'll have to do some some research some googling if anyone can provide evidence or feedback please let us know I know I I have to know who who are these people who are getting the tattoos I just want to know if that's I don't know. I don't know. People who probably get like a lot of tattoos for fun. I'm scared of needles, so that would not be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we get into the episode? You picked our book club book for this month. So go ahead and give us a little synopsis. Yeah. So I picked the book club book this round and I picked Adelaide by Genevieve Wheeler. Um, I cannot stop calling it Adeline. I don't know why, but it's not called Adeline. It's called Adelaide. Um, and I'm going to pull up the Goodreads description. It is the debut novel for this author, which is pretty cool. Um, and let's go. Should we yeah. invite her on the pod? We should. We're just out here promoting debut authors. So what can I say? Um, okay. Here's a synopsis. In oh my God, wait, sorry. Yeah. I huh? totally didn't pick up on what you said there, but yeah, our back-to-back book club, book, book club books were debut authors. Yeah. Go us. Uh, I don't think that, I don't know if Rebecca Yara. Oh, you're right. You're right. I don't think it was. No, she, um, the things we left unsaid or something very similar to that Lucy score novel book. Mm. Um, you're right. Sorry. Please read the book description okay. from Goodreads. Here is the Goodreads synopsis. In love, dot, dot, dot. For 26-year-old Adelaide Williams, an American living in dreamy London meeting Rory Hughes was like a lightning bolt out of the blue. This charming Englishman was the one she wasn't, she wasn't even looking for. Is it enough? Does he respond to texts, honor his commitments, make advanced plans? Sometimes, rarely, and no, not at all. But when he shines his light on her, the world makes sense, and Adelaide is convinced that in his heart, he's fallen just as deeply as she has. Then, when Rory is rocked by an unexpected tragedy, Adelaide does everything in her power to hold him together, even if it means losing herself in the process. When love asks too much of us, how do we find the strength to put ourselves first? With unflinching honesty and heart, this relatable debut from a fresh new voice explores grief and mental health while capturing the timeless nature of what it's like to be young and in love with your friends, with your city, and with a person who cannot, will not love you back. Full stop. Thank you for that lovely description. I have so many things to say about this book. Let's just get into it. Yeah. What's your rating out of five stars? I gave it four out of five stars. Um, I did really like it. Um, I was engaged the whole time from kind of this very first chapter I thought 
I have a lot of similar interests and maybe idiosyncrasies that Adelaide does. Um, I like a lot of the same things that the author described that she liked. She is 26, living in London. Um, I'm going to be 26 soon and I would love to live in London. I think it's just I connected with her that way. I didn't feel like I was forcing myself to read. I didn't feel kind of weighed down by the book um, and that I couldn't get through it. I had no trouble getting, you know, from chapter to chapter. And I liked the writing style. It's similar to Sally Rooney's writing style. If you're familiar with her writing style, no quotation marks, italics when the um, characters are speaking. And from what I understand, Sally Rooney kind of pioneered that writing style. So, um, yeah, so this is like years after Sally Rooney's first novel. So um, it's definitely interesting to see how this has continued because I don't think it's such an obvious choice all the time to write like this. Uh, but I did, I really liked it. Um, I was, re- I felt all the feelings. Like I think some of it was really funny and some of it was really exciting. And some of it was so frustrating and <laughs> um, like as a spoiler alert, like I, they're both terrible people. I'm like Adelaide's just an unreliable narrator and she has issues that I, I have empathy for. Rory Hughes on the other hand, <laughs> he's like the worst person ever. Like he's so <laughs> annoying and I just, I think it's reading the book was like when you are watching for example a friend go through this relationship where it's so toxic and they're with an un- emotionally unavailable person and you're just like mm-hmm. watching this kind of like um waste her time not, not a roller coaster but almost like a wheel it is a roller like, coaster it's, it's, it's like a circle it's like she can't get out of it and it's like he treats her poorly and then she gets upset and then he comes back and then the hamster wheel it's good for a while and yeah it's like a hamster wheel and I just feel like Adelaide is running the whole time and Rory's just watching from the sidelines Mm. showing up when he feels like it so yeah I gave it four out of five stars I did really like it what about you wow look at you I am giving it a two out of five stars (laughs) Jack listened to our first episode and he was like, I hate that you both gave it five stars. Like that's so typical. Your first book that you're reviewing, you're giving it five stars. I'm like, well, it was worthy. Okay. Okay. So I'm giving this. I will say I have since changed my rating on Goodreads for fourth wing to four stars. Okay. But still still in the the realm, like we are on opposite Mm -hmm. ends now. And like, I would really love to give this like a two and a half, but I did say we're not doing any any of the nonsense it's a full star rating system around here so i'm gonna go two wow. i would <laughs> probably never recommend this book to anyone i know but if someone read it i'd be like oh my god let's talk about it but i wouldn't be like oh hey sarah i need a book suggestion like what do you suggest i'm probably not ever going to tell you adelaide mostly because i think it's so real mm. like It's so accurate on what a 26-year-old girl goes through, especially in these times with the boys out there, Mm -hmm. all the the games that are being played. Like, you know, if he wanted to, he would, Mm -hmm. is all I got to say about the men in this book. Um, And so I feel like (laughs) I would be like, 
no, this is like literally like a friend. And sometimes like in a book, you kind of want that escape rather than, but on the flip side, like some people really do need to read books that like are very relatable to them to kind of help them grasp what they're going through, you know? Absolutely. I actually listened to this book rather than reading it. And this is the first audiobook I've ever listened to. Um, the narrator had a British accent and I would say that it probably, I don't know, it was hard because she was narrating for all of the characters. So she like did the deep voices for Rory and Bubs (laughs) and then like the British accent for some people. And then Adelaide's had the American accent. So it's just kind of a lot, but I did really like her. It was a good pace. She had an overall good voice. I liked that the chapters were definitely shorter. You can't necessarily pick that up in the audiobook version, but like this is a really good audiobook. Good. Yeah. It kind of went more, more like a podcast. Um, I think it was like a little over nine hours. Um, and I had a lot of drives when I was listening to it. So it worked really well. And then I did get the book just to kind of like flip through it. And I felt like the chapters were on the shorter side, which I love. It felt like more conversational than like really reading a story. Yeah. I think the book generally is on the shorter side. I don't, I think it's like 280 or something, which I'm reading, I'm listening to a an audiobook right now, Circe by um, Madeline Miller, which first of all, I have a lot to say about it, which maybe we could get into in, in another episode, but it's so beautiful. Um, and the audiobook's like 15 hours, I think. So nine oh feels like really short to me. Wait, did you see that? You're, if you have a premium Spotify membership, that's you how I'm listening get, what, to it. <laughs> I think it's 20 hours. I think it's 20 hours. I think it's 20 hours. I don't know. My friend Jillian, which shout out Jill. Hi. She works for Spotify. So um, I'll ask her. But yeah, I think when you're definitely listening to an audiobook, when you're listening to an audiobook, the narrator definitely matters the most. One million percent. The book could be so boring. And mm-hmm. if you have an, a very animated um, narrator, it, it's incredible. And vice versa. So I'd probably listen to any audiobook in the entire world if Matthew McConaughey was the narrator. That's so, in- he'd put me to sleep. I tried to listen to, okay, fair. I tried to listen to The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. She's one of my favorite mm-hmm. authors. And Tom Hanks is the narrator, which, if you've read These Precious Days by Anne Patchett, which is her essay collection, you know how much it means that. Tom Hanks narrated that book and how that kind of led to a domino effect of events in her life um which uh that these precious days is so good but I did try to listen to the Dutch house and Tom Hanks narrated it and I was like dozing off because he's just so has such a lovely voice but it is it's so soft and melodic that I just found myself like dozing into it dream wait i just screenshotted someone's like recommendation for an audiobook and it's by ann patchett it's did you read tom lake i haven't read tom lake but i am obsessed with her i love her so much 
she is my girl and uh, like this i would one, read anything she recommends she's this one is style. narrated by meryl streep and included in the audiobooks you get with your spotify so maybe i'll be doing that in december yeah i will be adding that to my list as well <laughs> okay uh what was your favorite part of adeline my favorite part is when she met natalie and they got coffee together and had a really great conversation because you could tell that like she was kind of like kind of like oh my gosh finally something is like looking up for me something I'm so excited and passionate about like I've met this cool girl who could be like a really good mentor all the things I think that was probably my favorite part yeah I liked that part a lot too also because it leads to the downfall of a lot of things yeah it it it's a catalyst of sorts I think for the rest of the story mm-hmm. um and the irony of it so I won't much. really ruin for those who may want to read in the future I know we um did a lot of spoiler alerts for fourth wing but this one I think we've towed the line with we haven't given any spoilers yet that's true I'm not going to spoil the end um I think my favorite part was any part with her friends mm-hmm. she had a really She's good group of friends so lucky <laughs> let me yeah. just put that out there because the amount of the amount of times that I think she put Rory over her friendships mm-hmm. innumerable and to have your friends consistently show up and support you even though yeah like that I like that's just true friendship and I think that's so beautiful that's on girls being girls and yeah I really like that part better yeah um what was your least favorite part any part where Rory was mentioned that's my least favorite part any scene with Rory I actually think my least favorite part this is so niche is when it was probably like midnight or 1am and she like woke up in the middle of the night and he was like yeah you need to leave I just like don't enjoy you being here and you need to go and she it's was like so weird it's the middle of the night how am I getting home and then uh what bubs drove her home and he was like oh like this is probably so out of character for him like he would never do this to a girl and I'm like bubs have you been blind this is making me irrationally angry like but that's that's male friendship in some ways I think that and they're like hardly friends I think that's emphasized in the book that they're not really that close but you could live like and this goes for anyone I think you could live with someone and have no idea what's going on in their life or really no idea who they are in a different circumstance he might be a really normal um I'm not going to say good friend, but he might, you know, be loyal enough in his friendships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's common. Like people don't know who you are behind closed doors with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he could be presenting differently to his friends, especially the also, details of their relationship. For sure. And I feel like he downplayed her as like a friend to everybody. Like oh just God. that true, like, you know, when it's happening, like he's not saying nice things about her behind closed mm-hmm. doors. And you're just kind of like, you wish you could shake the girl and be like, open your eyes. 
mostly because I feel like strongly you and I would never in a million years entertain that kind of behavior. Well, no, for and also more that... than three seconds. Not even, I don't think. <laughs> also that she was like, I love you and you don't even want to be my boyfriend. And he's like, I've considered you my girlfriend for like weeks now or months now or something along those lines. Like, you should never have to question. Mm-hmm. Well, you should never have to ask what you are. That right. is like rule number one. Come on. Um. So I just, he was just master manipulator. I think he was so immature, really unreliable. Was he supposed to be older than her in the book? Yeah, I think he's close to 30. That is sad. But that goes to show that, you know, everyone was like, oh, the boys in college are like so immature and not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just here to have fun with my friends. Totally get it. Apparently wasn't me. Uh, and then, you know, like your first city post-grad, all the girls are like going on hinge dates and they're like, oh, the boys here like aren't that great. Like it would be better if I moved to a different city. This proves it's not better in a city. It's the same everywhere. That's true. Like, yes, you probably have better luck in some cities than others. Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in that. But like, there are boys who are the same in every single city. Yeah. And it's less about like, you're probably kind of attracted to something in that type of person that continues to lead you to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. When did we become a therapy and love and dating column? I don't know. Uh, don't listen to anything. We are not professionals. <laughs> like, we... Yeah, I had one boyfriend <laughs> and I got him to marry me. So, <laughs> yeah, don't listen to us. Um, okay, for okay. castings, I only casted Rory and Adelaide. That's what I did as well. Because everyone else, like, they were like minor characters, like, really just not in it enough to. To warrant, so for Adelaide, I'm going Haley Steinfeld, which is ironic because you literally just picked her in the last book. Yeah. I but thought I feel Adelaide like, had blonde hair. Oh, I felt like it was um like an auburn, light brown. Okay. That's fine. I don't and know. you know how I'm That's picturing- That's why I asked. <laughs> I'm picturing her as Haley Steinfeld from- perfect three okay like that's the vision what Sweet i see innocent Adelaide. yeah yes um like she does some like kind of crazy things but like i feel like she looks like the epitome of like a sweet quiet girl yeah um okay for just mentally does not have it all together yeah for sure but on the outside <laughs> like very much appears to um okay adelaide i picked l fanning um, I said okay. in the last, our first episode that I just, or was it our, it might be our get to know us episode, that I adore her. I think she's such a phenomenal actress. And I think she also has that kind of like, she can act really like docile. Um, like she was in, she was Aurora in the live action of, oh, is it called Maleficent? Yeah, the Sleeping Beauty. She was Sleeping Beauty in whatever live action. 
And I think she's played parts before, obviously not all of her parts, because if you've seen The Great, like Catherine the Great is not docile. But um, she is like kind of a pushover in some of the roles she plays. Okay. Not in a bad way, but just that she can embody that. And I think Mm -hmm. like Adelaide needs to be someone who is really emotionally resilient because she keeps getting like walked all over and then just Mm -hmm. continues to show up Mm -hmm. even though it's not being reciprocated for Um, sure but she's a pillar yeah so I think Elle Fanning's perfect and I think she's a great actress so I love the Fanning sisters me for Rory I read I've been reading Iron Flame all day so I keep wanting to say Dane Mm -hmm. and it's like the eighth time that I've had to be like Sarah it's Rory for Rory I'm like embarrassed because I just picked two of your characters from our fourth wing mm-hmm. it's Jacob Elordi for me and it's Jacob I Elordi don't want that in euphoria I don't want that it's giving don't make him like this it's giving uninterested it's giving please don't bother me i have family stuff that i have clearly never worked out so i chose for rory jack rayner which he's not a mega star but he's been in a lot of really great movies but most notably he is the main boyfriend in midsummer if you've seen midsummer you know he knows really well how to play the shitty boyfriend. Absent, uninterested, walking all over his girlfriend. Deserves to be paralyzed and put inside the, the empty carcass of a bear and burned alive. Like, he just does shitty boyfriend so well. Uh, and Impressive. he's Irish. I believe. Mm-hmm. I just looked him up. Which Rory is also Irish, right? <laughs> Checks think. out. I don't know. Fact check us because I don't know if that's true. But please don't. He would just be so good in that role. I mean, let's. He's be honest, so hateable, which makes it. I he must be such a good actor because he is just so hateable yeah that's my casting we could also pick joel allen yeah enough said yeah i don't really think that we need to say any more than that um the truth will come to light yeah on that soon enough i am glad we read this book i'm i'm happy with my choice same i would have never picked it for myself and i did tell you like as soon as i started it not as soon as probably like a good decent amount of time in that if I wasn't reading it for book club, I probably wouldn't have finished it because I would have just been like, mm. you know, like it's life, not an escape. And I'm that way about TV shows. Like if it's not an escape, I'm out, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. You know, some people are the way that they are, but I am really glad that I read it because like it just made me like really think about friendships and like what I want in my friendships as I inch towards 30 which is Mm -hmm. scary but you know you are not even close so (laughs) I'm in my upper 20s 
my late twenties. Oh my God. Why did I just call it my upper twenties? Um, I think I'm still mid, so I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. You're mid for another 365 plus 22 days. Yeah. It is something I would have picked up on my own. So I'm not like all that surprised that I liked it. Uh, yeah. Like I love Sally Rooney. I like all these kind of, uh, this one isn't as pretentious, but some of the ones I've read are very <laughs> pretentious. I don't always like them, but um, I think generally they're considered <laughs> pretentious books. I don't mean okay, to I, be that way, but. I know I said that I wouldn't recommend this book to anybody, but like now that we've gone through this conversation, I have like two or three people in mind that I would recommend this book to, but like only them, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd recommend this book, uh, mostly to people who I know would like this genre mm-hmm. um, or who have read similar things to this and enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like the best book I've ever read, so I'm not jumping to recommend it to everyone, and I'm probably not really jumping to recommend it generally, but I think for a debut, great novel. Crushed it. Really impressive. I will read whatever she comes out with next. Yeah. Just because I didn't like necessarily the plot line or the story doesn't mean I didn't like the book or like her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For our next book club book, which we may or may not do as a consecutive episode to this, we might throw in Iron Flame because we started the series. We can't leave you hanging. For my next book club book, I am choosing Bright Young Woman by Jessica Knoll. I am obsessed with her book, The Luckiest Girl Alive, and I loved the, was it a TV show or a movie adaptation? I have no idea. I've never heard of her. (gasps) What? Oh my gosh, Madison. Luckiest Girl Alive. It's, they're all like psychological thrillers. I think she's only actually written two books. So when I say all, both, um, but it's like a girl who survives some very traumatic life events. And then like 10 years after the fact, her high school is like being interviewed about all the things that happened to them in high school. Um, And it's just crazy to like watch her go back and like relive it and see if the outcome is really how she remembers it kind of thing. Um, Bright Young Woman is her second novel and follows the all-american serial killer it follows um um, charles manson oh that's who this is about and the family yeah oh you learn something new every day well Um, i know i know about this the real life event that happened because (laughs) It's about the Florida State murders um, mm-hmm. at the Chi Omega sorority house. And I know about that because I was, in fact, a Chi Omega in college. <laughs> so What's your guys' um, like, I was about to say call sign, but that's. I don't know what that means. Um, call sign is from Top Gun. Oh. <laughs> like what? Like, you know, if someone was like to say something, how would you know that? they were a Kayo sister I have no idea like I don't remember anything and I blocked a lot of it out of my head honestly I'm like trying to think about the same I know the handshake still but like 
the motto and stuff I wouldn't wouldn't remember um Mm -hmm. yeah I'm excited it looks so good it's not ever something I would pick up so I'm really excited to read it I feel like mysteries and like psychological thrillers are the genre I tend to gravitate to um unless you're looking at my kindle unlimited in which case don't um but I do love this author and I really like her writing. Sorry, style. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, she has a good writing style. The chapters are short and very easy to cruise through, but very, very gripping from like the very beginning. So I'm excited to read this one. Me too. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, hopefully we'll be back with uh, an episode next week about, I think, Iron Flame because I have a lot to say. Um, And if not, we will see you in a few weeks. Don't forget to follow our podcast and leave any comments. um, Like, subscribe. This is not Yeah, comment, like, and subscribe. I actually don't know. We post episodes every Friday. If you have any ideas for us or requests, like, we're still new and we're just kind of doing this for fun. So... Send suggestions for an intro and an outro, everybody. Yeah. Um, and we're getting better every episode, I think. So it's exciting. <laughs> All right. I'll see ya. TTYL.